Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Just in case you thought that I wouldn't get down, I got so many of them on the Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the cast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pops Culture Podcast, bringing you the best in pop culture and entertainment. My name is Papa Menno. I am your host. You can find me on Instagram at pops.culture or on Twitter at Papa Omeno. Normally, I'm joined by my co-host Gabe Eppard, but he is not here today. So I will be doing a solo episode. But before we get into this episode, guys, if you do us a huge favor, continue to like, rate, review, subscribe on all major streaming platforms. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Reasons FM, and now iHeartRadio. So most of these topics I actually did want to discuss with Gabe because it would have been more hilarious that way but i do also have an event that's happening later tonight so this will be a shorter episode i'm definitely not going to go to the hour probably 30 minutes so it'll be a quick light episode but just a quick update this week did a couple things wasn't anything too too crazy on tuesday i actually went to sports trivia with my guys at to the point podcast to wrap this podcast i've actually been on their show quite a few times it's on youtube if you guys are looking for a good sports raptors podcast you can definitely check them out on youtube that's to the point podcast but yeah they had a sports trivia night at this place called hurricanes in toronto it was pretty good pretty fun just a basic sports trivia where they gave us questions and then we had to answer them on a sheet of paper it was done in teams but i went solo so i had my own team i guess by myself and for whatever reason some of the questions like i knew the answers to them but my brain just wasn't functioning correctly and i wasn't able to give the proper answer like they asked a question about who who invented basketball and I know it was James Naismith. I just couldn't remember his first name for the love of my life. I don't know why. And for some reason, I heard someone say Joe in the bar. 
So I was like, oh, that sounds right. Joe Naismith, that sounds like the right dude. So I ended up putting his name down and not getting the correct answer on that one. And then there was another question as well, too, where they had asked about, uh, what was it? I think it had to do something with, oh, it had to do with a current NBA coach and how his father passed away. And I know I'd heard this story about how, uh, how, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name right now. I can't even remember what his name is. Um, <laughs> this, the coach for the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr, Jesus. I don't know why I started to blank on that. But yeah, that was pretty much what happened to me at the bar too. I just couldn't remember his name. But they were saying that, yeah, this guy's coach had passed away in 1978 or 1979. Um, I guess the year kind of threw me off because I couldn't think of any older coaches that had been coaching in the NBA for around, not like that long, but who'd been that old to be able to be coaching right now. And the first one that came up into my mind was Greg Popovich. I was like, oh, Greg Popovich. And I put that down, but it was clearly Steve Kerr. But yeah, I don't know. For some reason, my brain just wasn't working that night. But besides that, it was a good time. Good trivia night. Um, trivia is pretty fun. So you got you to gotta enjoy that. But yeah, I did that over the week. And yesterday, I just went to like Ikea, did a little bit of shopping and stuff like that. Nothing major. But pretty good week. Can't complain. Um the weather's starting to get cold, which kind of sucks because that's not fun. And then soon, the sun's going to go down a lot earlier, which means seasonal depression is definitely coming back soon as well, too. Not for me, hopefully, though. I'm praying that uh, I avoid that shit this year. But, yeah, hopefully um, this winter's not too rough and, like, the weather stays somewhat stable for the next few months because today is definitely a cold one, but uh, last week was actually pretty hot. So I'm kind of hoping that the hot weather returns for maybe, like, another week or so. But we'll see what happens. Uh, but I guess we can get into the first story of the week. That being Tory Lanes getting into an incident with August Alsina. For those of you who don't know, August Alsina is a singer. He is an R&B singer. Um, he's not only famous for knowing, for knowing uh, the Smith family, especially Jada Pinkett Smith. But... This alleged incident happened in Chicago, and I'm reading from the Rolling Stones here. Uh, so, as Tory Lanez awaits trial on felony charges, he allegedly shot at and wounded Megan the Stallion in her feet during an attack in Los Angeles two years ago. The rapper is now facing accusations that he assaulted singer August Alsina in Chicago over the weekend. Alsina's allegations shared online with multiple photos showing the Louisiana crooner's bloody lip and other wounds are now the subject of an out-of-state inquiry from the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office, which is prosecuting the firearm assault on Megan. They say, We are aware of the allegations that the defendant attacked artist August, August Alsina and are investigating these claims. The allegations are serious and will be thoroughly examined, the DA's office says in a statement to Rolling Stone. So yeah, August Alsina who's on tour with Tory Lanez, actually. They're both on this, I guess, R&B tour that they're doing. And I think there's other artists as well, too. He took to Twitter to say that... Well, not Twitter. He took to Instagram to show that he got assaulted by Tory Lanez. And it actually later came out, there was a video of Tory standing in the hallway, I guess, of the stadium. And August Alsina not approached him but walked by him 
and he kind of looked him up and down and then didn't dap him up as Tori was going for the dap. So I guess that kind of pissed Tori off in a sense. And then later on in that same clip, it cuts to Tori kind of like leaving and running away, not running away, but he's walking away from something. And uh, I guess his bodyguards were also kind of like egging him on or cheering him on or something. They were saying that he was getting back at someone or he did something to someone. And then some girl in the background's like, don't do anything because you, you don't, you don't already shot Meg already. So um, she had to throw her two cents in, which is kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, so that video happened to surface. And then August also claimed that uh, Tori is a hyperactive leprechaun and he rushed him with his oversized bodyguards after he didn't dap him up. So there was also another video that came out or audio, I guess, that came out. I didn't see this or hear it, but I heard it on another podcast. And they were, and in the video clip, you can actually hear Tori and August kind of debating about the fact that he didn't dap him up. And I think Tori was saying like he hates it when people don't keep the same energy with them. And that kind of, you know, sent August Alcina being like, how was I not keeping the same energy? And both of them kind of kept escalating the situation. And then obviously, well, not obviously, but, you know, the bodyguards also were kind of a little bit involved in that as well, too. So, yeah, that's the situation between the two of them. Uh, The reason this is bigger news, though, and what I kind of wanted to talk about was that, for one, this is not a good look for Tori just because of the fact that, you know, he already has the case going on with Meg the Stallion, which is a weird case in and of itself because it's been delayed so many times and nothing major has really come out of it. You would think that it should be an open and shut case in the case, in the fact that like if he really did do it and he did shoot her in the foot, there should be enough as evidence to just prosecute him and, you know, stop him from there. But that trial hasn't really happened or anything like that. So that's kind of been on pause. But this definitely doesn't lend well to it because it puts Tori in the line. Well, puts Tori in the eyes of not only the public, but also the LAPD and the DA's office as well, too. And they're already on his case about this. So that's not going to be a good look Good look for him. But from what I saw on the internet, in the eyes of the public, when the, for, for, when the story first broke, it was a lot of blaming Tory and saying that, you know, well, he has a history of being violent in the past. So this is clearly him doing it. Like, he clearly did this. And, you know, he obviously shot Meg, too, because if he was aggravating in this situation there's no reason not to believe meg and to think that he was aggravating in that situation as well too and i could kind of see the correlation just in the fact that yeah if someone is you know aggravating in one situation and they are the aggressor and they've shown a history of being an aggressor in some situations i could see how you could possibly not give them the benefit of the doubt benefit of the doubt and believe that they were they were not the aggressor in this situation. So I could see how you could be like, oh yeah, they were definitely in the wrong here. But I think the internet just likes to take their hate and exasperate it, like increase it. And, you know, they try and find anything to justify what they're already thinking. Like they want to confirm their bias. They're not looking to have proper discussions online. They just want to find things that are going to confirm their bias and prove that they are right because nobody likes to be wrong on the internet. No one will ever admit that they're wrong on the internet. Even when they get proven wrong, 
They will never come back and apologize for being wrong in the first place. And that's one of the things in this situation, especially with the Tory Lanez thing, is that people were so quick to jump on him when the make situation happened without any like proof. And obviously, I know when it first happened, it was definitely looking like he like he was super at fault because she was saying it and a lot of people, other people were saying it. And I mean, the story was she got shot. Like there's, I don't know how you could justify her not getting shot in that situation. Right. And then Tori lost a bunch of deals and opportunities and wasn't able to tour or put out music the same way anymore. And at that point too, we were in the pandemic as well. And that was the height of when we were all inside with nothing to do. And Tori was real big on Instagram at that point. Like he was doing that quarantine radio where everyone was tuning in. Like there was thousands upon thousands of viewers, like 500,000 viewers, 400,000 viewers, like just watching him do quarantine radio and stuff. So he was pretty big at that point. And obviously he was putting out music as well too. And it was good music. And then on top of it, you're dating Meg the Stallion, who's a major player in this rap game as well too. So everything was on the up for him. And then obviously this situation came out and he happened to lose a lot of that, you know, that press, that support, and everything behind him. So he ended up getting dropped from that. Um, and yeah, so in, in this situation, like I get that the internet is just looking for things to confirm their bias. And you would think that, yeah, he shot her. So like, obviously, that would be the case. But when things started coming out, like the longer it took, that trial just kept getting pushed further and further. And it may seem like, I'm not saying that he's completely innocent, but like at the moment and by law, it should be innocent until proven guilty. So at the moment, it's kind of looking like he will be proven innocent. And I don't think people are going to forgive him if he is proven innocent. Like if it comes out that he didn't do it or the court finds out that he didn't do it and you know, people aren't going to go back and apologize. He's not going to get those opportunities again that he got in the first place. People aren't going to be like, oh, I was wrong about this. They're just going to find something else to try and either bitch and complain about or find something to possibly make it more of, find something else to confirm their bias in a different way or dismiss the fact that they were, like, that a court found him innocent of those charges if that happens to be the case. So, yeah, the internet, I don't know. They're pretty stupid. I think collectively everyone, there's no logic there. People just come up with their own bullshit and they just want to, you know, get likes and clicks and retweets and people to confirm what they believe. That way they feel that they're smarter than they truly are. And I think that's another case in this situation because saying that he's the aggressor, like I get in this situation, he might've done it. Like we don't know for sure, but he might've done it and it's looking possible that he did, but it doesn't, what I'm saying is it doesn't correlate to what happened in the past with what he did with Meg the Stallion. Just because he was wrong in this instance does not necessarily mean he was wrong in a previous instance or that he's going to be wrong in a future instance as well too. I think you have to take each one into account individually first and then kind of like base it off of that going forward. Because there's, there's also been incidents where, you know, other artists have done things in the past and then other people bring claims to them and try and prove them to be wrong in their situations. For example, Chris Brown, he's had, you know, the infamous situation with Rihanna. And since then, he's definitely had a couple of incidents with other women in terms of, you know, I guess stalking or something like that. But there's also been a lot of false claims where women have claimed he's done something and he hasn't. But he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt in those situations because of his past. Um, and even when those situations are proven wrong, his name just gets drug, like, uh, dragged through the mud 
and no one ever comes back to apologize or say that they were wrong. They just simply burn his life down for that moment, and then it affects him, but nothing else happens of it. And I get it. They're like, yeah, sometimes you do have to pay for your sins for a while. Like some things you've done, you can just never be forgiven for in the eyes of the public. And I'm sure that's fine. But it's just like, I think that when something else happens in the future, if they happen to be wrong, then internet's never going to do this, but you know, people should apologize and like kind of fix that situation. But yeah, I think this is a lost opportunity for Tori in this situation because he did get kicked off the tour and it's such a minuscule thing. Like, if someone doesn't dap you up, I don't see how you'd get so upset that you'd want to beat them up, like, physically. It seems such a Napoleon complex in that situation. And I do think that Tory does have a bit of a Napoleon complex, because I remember when he was in his feud with Drake for a little bit, a lot of things that he was saying in that situation, too, really rubbed him the wrong way. And, like, people, like, he would get upset about things that didn't really need to get upset about. So I do think he has a little bit of that in him, but in this situation, yeah, I definitely see him being wrong. I just don't think that. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue Nile.com. You can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. He should have gone that far in order to, you know, make his point known over someone not dapping him up. But you could easily, you could easily chop that up and just, like, talk about it. Like, it doesn't have to get to fisticuffs for you to prove your point. Uh, so I think you're just trying to be like more of a tough guy in that situation. But yeah, definitely sucks for him. He's definitely lost another opportunity. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully it works out for him, I guess. 
and August too, because I know August has dealt with a serious like autoimmune disease, so this probably doesn't help. Um, but even the way that he kind of handled it was pretty bad, like taking it Instagram to voice out like what occurred, and then stating that you know your doctor said that you shouldn't be out in areas where you could you know be in the mix of people but you're on tour like if it's that serious then you shouldn't really be on tour type of thing so i don't know his whole point of him trying to keep a g by talking about it is not g at all by him coming out and talking about it so yeah i don't know i just more so want to talk about how, how the internet has no logic but yeah um so that story happened and then the second Biggest story, or one of the biggest stories, and something else that broke out as well, too, was the whole Adam Levine situation, um, in which apparently Adam Levine was having an affair with an Instagram model from TikTok, or, or sorry, an Instagram model. I don't know why I said an Instagram model from TikTok. An Instagram model. Um, apparently, they're having an affair. This has not been confirmed, so there's no, it's not necessarily true. I mean, there are some receipts where they could be doctored or whatever, but. Reading from page six, the story goes, an Instagram model is going viral on TikTok for accusing Adam Levine of having an affair with her. The woman, Sumner Stroh, did not identify the cheating party at first, only calling him a man who was married to a Victoria's Secret model. The Maroon 5 frontman, 43, has been married to former Victoria's Secret's angel, Bahati Prinsloo, since 2014. At the time I was young, oh, this is her saying this. At the time I was young, I was naive, and quite frankly, I, I feel exploited. Stro 23 said in the video posted Monday without detailing when the alleged affair occurred. I wasn't in the scene like I am now, so I was definitely very easily manipulated. However, Stro exclusively told Page Six that the alleged affair took place last year when she'd graduated college in 2021. When asked whether it was a sexual or just emotional cheating, the model claimed she and Levine had a physical relationship. I haven't spoken to him in months, she also noted to page six. However, Levine denied having an affair with Stroh, writing on his Instagram story Tuesday that he simply crossed the line and used poor judgment in speaking with anyone other than his wife. So yeah, in her video, um, she had... She had like receipts of him being in the DMs or whatever, and you know, I mean, none of that, none of that confirms that they had a physical relationship. It just proves that he DM'd her, which he admitted to. Like he said that he used bad judgment in terms of uh, DMing this woman. And since this story had come out, there's also been other women who who have also claimed that he's like slid into their DMs as well too. So. There is some, I guess, proof in that, but I don't necessarily know that they had a physical relationship. But one of the craziest things that came from the story as well, too, was the fact that she would claimed that he was trying to name his firstborn son, I guess, after her, which is weird. Like, I don't know why you name your firstborn son after a, a woman's name, but apparently he was trying to do that, which would be absolutely insane. Like, if he was to actually do that, like, I know a lot of times dudes can fall in love with the side chick or the woman who's on the side and like start getting feelings for her because she does certain things that, you know, your wife may not be doing or your girlfriend may not be doing at the time. And you kind of just like get into that emotional state of, Oh, she's providing me something that I'm lacking in my current relationship. And I can see how guys can kind of get caught up in that. But this is marriage that we're talking about. This is a vow that you made in front of 
not only God, and even if you don't believe in God, you made this in front of multiple people, like your friends, your family, and everyone who happened to come to the wedding. So like a, a marriage is definitely more serious. And I and I think a, another story and another bigger part of this as well, too, is that, you know, marriage is a huge choice. I like biologically men aren't wired for marriage because biologically we're meant to like procreate multiple times. Like that's how the human race was able to not evolve, but to continue the way that it has continued is by like, you know, men spreading their seed. And like, we lived in a different social age where it was more communal. So people weren't, you weren't married to one person. It was more so communal living with like a whole tribe and like everyone would just have babies with each other and all that stuff. And you would fend for each other and like take care of each other and take care of an entire community. So like, we're just biologically wired to, you know, spread seed. So when you do get married, it is a major choice that you're making. This is something where you're making a socially conscious choice to be committed to one person. And you're making a vow to do that for the rest of your life. And I understand that it's hard for like, it is hard for Ben to just kind of just stick on that same woman and be with one person in that you have these biological urges. And I, I guess after years of marriage, it kind of does dwindle out. But that's not an excuse to say that you're allowed to do this because, once again, you are making this commitment. You know that you're making this commitment, and you should do everything in your power in order to make sure that things work. Like you have to, like marriage is not easy. I think a lot of people think that, you know, you're living with your girlfriend and you're dating someone for a while, and you know, you, you when you do get married, you think, oh, it's just going to be this much of the same. But I think each level of being in a committed relationship changes the dynamics to a whole new level that you have to be prepared for. Like when you're dating as a girlfriend and boyfriend, like that's one stage of commitment. And it's definitely different from when you move in with each other. And then that's also different from when you're engaged. Like an engagement is different from obviously being, uh, from being in a relationship, a regular boyfriend and girlfriend relationship. And it's definitely way different than being in a marriage too. So each level as you commit further and further brings on its own difficulties and challenges that you have to kind of work at. And it's not going to be easy. Like it's definitely going to take time. It's definitely going to take a lot of energy, but again, you're making a commitment for life that you should be doing this and, or that you want to do this. And, you know, being in other girls DMS and all that stuff isn't, isn't the way to go about it. So I think in this instance, like (laughs) he definitely fucked up. Like you can't be, you can't be telling the girl that you're going to name your newborn child after. I think you, you could, you could go with it and like not say anything. You could just name your child, just name your child like that. But to tell her that is like a next level of like being, of being like you're in the you're you're on another level of wrong by telling the woman that you want to name your daughter or your sorry your son after this girl like you could have just got away with it and done it instead of just going instead of doing it this way like this way is like there's a little bit of spite in this uh in this situation but yeah i think just as a dude you gotta you know you know what you're doing. Like you, you're making a commitment. You know what you're doing. You gotta, especially in a marriage, you gotta approach things different, different ways. You can't be. And I get it, he's Adam Levine, so like maybe he has he has a lot of options and all that. But 
at the same time too like i don't know what the relationship is between his and his wife him and his wife like if they do have a certain situation maybe that was part of it but um yeah i don't know some of the some of the dms that were sent were like very cringeworthy if they actually were him because he was tweeting like he was like a 15 year old like a 15 year old dude back in high school like these are some of the texts that i would have sent when i was like 14 15 like she sent him photos i guess of her body and he's like it's truly unreal how fucking hot you are like it blows my mind and then there's another one where she, he was like uh you're so hot i can't wait to be with you or something like that and she was like yeah you're hot too and he's like yeah like we're both hot blah blah, blah or something like that i'm just like bro like what is this you're 43 and this is how you text if that was him but yeah that situation also happened as well too um and then something that broke this week i didn't really have it on the dock originally but ime udoka the head coach of the boston celtics has also been found of you know messing around with women in his in the workplace so apparently this from the stories that have been coming out there's been two women actually i believe that he might have been involved with one of them that they they think they've known for sure um I don't know what her position is, but she's apparently this light-skinned girl that they posted on Twitter. So she's been involved with him, I think. Uh, and they were definitely discussing that. And then the other one apparently might have been the wife of a VP, which is why he got a one-year suspension. And they're still looking into it. Like, the details haven't come out, but they're still looking into it. Um, so yeah, I don't know the way they tweeted about this though, it really did kind of put a bad light on him. Like it made it seem like he was doing something absolutely crazy. Like he is married to Neil Long. So definitely if this is true, then it's not a good look. However, there are major stories in the world of sports that are definitely way more serious than this. And they have been going in on Ime Udoka, like making it seem like he's a super villain when other stories are way bigger and people have done way worse. Like, the Brett Favre story that had come out recently in which he's been stealing millions of dollars from a welfare fund in order to help his, uh, I think it's his daughter or something like that. That story has been swept under the rug. Not many people have been discussing that. And that's a major story that involves like millions of people's lives, money involved, like poor people are, are hurt from this and have been uh, disenfranchised and no sports stations really have really discussed this story whatsoever. And then another story that also has come out in the world of sports as well, too, is. Um, oh, what was the other story? It wasn't just the Brett Favre story. Brett Favre. Amy Duke, oh, yeah. The one we discussed last week with Robert Sarver, the owner of the Phoenix Suns. He's also now looking to sell his team as well. So he's looking for p- potential buyers. Um, and that story hasn't really been as big as it should be either because of the fact that like there was racism and misogyny involved in that story. And, you know, some of the diesel come out and hasn't been super extreme, but it's definitely been something where you would think that he would get more, more of a suspension time than Ime Udoka. Like Ime Udoka is getting a one year suspension. Robert Sarver's also getting a one year suspension, but Robert Sarver's an owner and he should probably face a little bit more disciplinary act then Ime, and I'm saying that based off of the information that's out now. Like, we don't know if Ime's situation is way more heinous than what's been reported. Like, so far, it's just been kind of a little bit messy and, like, not really any of our business. But if it does come out that it's a lot worse than that, then, yeah, I think that 
um, that the year suspension should be the same. But I would think that off rip, like the Robert Sarver situation should probably de- like heed more heat than what is actually happening. I mean, that story is a little bit older, so I guess that's why it's kind of died out, died down in the news cycle. But definitely the Brett Favre one should be a lot bigger than what it is. Like the way that that has been swept under the rug is absolutely insane. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it turns out this Imi Doka situation is not that bad because the Celtics just came from going to the finals. Like that's a huge loss to their team if they happen to lose their head coach. And he's a good head coach too. The guy who got who was able to help them get to the finals against the Golden State Warriors and make it a competitive uh, series as well too. It's not like that series is just an absolute wash. Like they were able to compete in that series. So if they happen to lose him off rip, that's going to be a big blow to the Celtics Nation going for this upcoming season, which I personally wouldn't mind as a Raptors fan because it definitely bodes well for the Raptors in that situation. But for Celtics fans, I could see them being kind of, you know, pissy about this because it's definitely going to affect their team going forward. And like that doesn't only just linger throughout the team not playing well. It's also a potential to, you know, hurt the camaraderie that the team's already built. Like, that chemistry can definitely be blown and, like, destroyed a little bit as well, too. Uh, he's, you know, head coaches, you you usually, you usually look to them to keep the guys together, to keep egos in check, to make sure everything's going all right. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with that situation and what goes on for the Celtics in the upcoming season. But... That'll pretty much do it for episode 144 of the Pops Culture Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Apologies that it's a shorter episode, but I don't think you guys really want to hear me rant for an entire hour just about random topics. Like these topics were kind of, I wanted to bounce them off of my co host as well, too, you know, get a little bit more stories in there and discuss some stuff. But because you're not here, um, I'll just leave it at that. We'll be back next week in full force. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, you can continue to do us a huge favor. Continue to like, rate, review, subscribe, and share the podcast. Really helps us grow. You can find us once again on all major streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon. Oh, there he is. Well, the the episode's pretty much over. (laughs) But yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs> a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed. And it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.